Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That, ladies and gentlemen, is our guide. As you know, reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. As you also know, we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Our one hard-hitting talk, Sam Bushman, with a bunch of news that networks refuse to use on the road from Vegas. Our two, the Brighty on TV show, the Sheriff Mac show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live, the award-winning two-hour-a-day, six-day-a-week, hard-hitting news that I refuse to use talk show. Thanks for being alongside with the ride, and man, have we got a lot for you. So I mentioned that we uh, are at the National Association of Broadcasters convention event, and wow, it is intense. <laughs> They are forcing uh, either a vaccine, what do you want to say, vaccine card, I guess. Uh, they're calling it a card, not a passport. I find that interesting. Passport, the term has been so abused and maligned, nobody wants to have a passport, right? They just want to have a vaccine card. What it really comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, anyway, you slice it and dice it, it becomes a vaccination proof. Fair your papers is the question that we all got to kind of ask ourselves uh, at this point. First off, you got to have not only your vaccination card, or uh, but you got to also have an ID. So when they start to ask you, hey, who are you? You know, where's your ID? Where's your driver's license or your, quote, state ID card or whatever? And then they start to say, where are your vaccination papers as well? You kind of look at that and go, wow, what are they going to ask for next? Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. If you don't have a VAC card then you've got to prove or show a negative COVID test. That's right. And uh, so it's very interesting. As you know, I'm not vaccinated. Don't intend to get vaccinated. Uh, and the only way I'll be vaccinated is, the, is if they force me to be. They say, well, Sam, if you'd get sick from the COVID, you'd feel differently. You'd realize how vital and important the vaccines are, Sam. Okay, don't lie to me now. I'm not Judge Judy, ladies and gentlemen. I have had covid at least two confirmed times and i believe three times already i believe the vaccines and the covid itself virus if you can even call it that it's debatable it can even be called that because they can't isolate it that debate's been raging for the last couple of years nevertheless i digress except to say this i'm not taking the vaccines unless they force me to okay now uh we also then went to the nab we saw uh, people in front of us complaining uh, about having to show their vaccine card or whatever else. Uh, we went up to the counter. They said, you have to have a vaccine card. In other words, a vaccine passport. They can call it whatever words they want to use for the same thing, which is, hey, I have the right to be secure in my person, in my effects, in my papers. Uh, and But yet they violate my privacy. 
They violate HIPAA, force me to disclose medical testing. Nobody cares. They say the NAB is what, a private organization? They can do whatever they want. So we get up there, they say you got to have a COVID vaccine proof card, whatever we call all that, or you got to have a negative test, no ifs, ands, or buts. People complain. They say, we're just following orders, sir. That's right. That's how we lost when it came to World War II. You say, Sam, wait a minute. We won World War II, didn't we? Well, kind of. It all depends on how you define win. We've been talking about the abusive Nazis for literally 60 years plus, acting like, like it was the worst Holocaust in the world. Don't get me wrong. The Holocaust is real. I'm not a denier. The Holocaust was evil. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending it in any way. Now, the Holocaust was wrong. A lot of people died. Okay, I get all that. And it was a horrible reality. But so was Holodomor, which we never talk about. So was Paul Potts, Maltzay Tongue, or whatever. Okay, all, look, there's been wicked people. There's been people killed in the name of Christianity uh, in our decades, in our centuries, uh, more so than any other way. More people have died under the name of religion than any other possible death cause. And more people have died via governments than any other way as well. Anyway, all I'm telling you is they wanted us to have a vaccine-proof card, passport, whatever, or a negative test. So we literally, uh, because, again, we're at the NAP without a vehicle, so we literally had to go track down a, uh, oh, what do they call that? It's not Uber. It's a Lyft. Yeah, we had to go ahead and get a Lyft uh, to the CSV Pharmacy. Had to go in there and buy a test for $25, $26, I think it was. 26 bucks, including tax and everything else. And uh, that's, let's see, 26 bucks. It's 13 bucks a test. Got two tests in the box. We went back to the NAB. There's no good place to take a test. So we're literally sitting on the NAB couches. <laughs> People are walking by. We're shoving this weird crap up our nose, twisting it around. Bloodshot eyes from the awkwardness of shoving this stick up your nose. It's crazy. We go ahead and get the test done. They're both, of course, negative. We don't have so then uh, most people just take a picture of the thing and throw it away. Uh, but I didn't. I, I didn't do that at all, ladies and gentlemen. I brought them the receipt for my purchase, and I literally gave them the popsicle stick <laughs> with the COVID test on top of it. Okay, and I literally walked up there, and I'm telling you, they freaked. They asked for the test, but they didn't really want the test. They just want supposed proof of the test, right? Well, anyway, I literally walked up there with my popsicle stick, man, and rolled through the line, and I said, here's my test, and I tried to hand it to people, and they just all freaked. They all backed away and stared at me weird, and, no, sir, wait, I don't need that te- I don't need your popsicle. Go go down here. Go over there. And they just tried to get me to go away as fast as they possibly. I'm telling you right now, they cleared us so fast it wasn't even funny. They literally said, here's your proof cards. Move along. And <laughs> they let us roll into this venue, and we did so, and that was an epic event. Uh, it was crazy. It literally cost me uh, 50-plus dollars. And so I asked some people next to us who just seemed to be having a good time. I said, hey, you know, did you guys have all this whole ra- you know, hassle with the testing? Oh, no, sir. We just showed our vax cards. We got vaxxed a long time ago. We're just, we're just fine. So my problem with this whole dishonest, satanic lie straight from the pit of hell, ladies and gentlemen, is, look, I'm standing there, and so is the guy next to me. I've got to have a negative proof test proving that I don't have COVID. We know the tests are absolutely bogus, and oftentimes they're wrong. We also know that the guy next to me from, um, or next to me in line, 
this guy might have a vaccine card, but they don't have to test if they're positive or negative if they have a vaccine card. But we know that the people with vaccinations are spreading the disease. We know they may have COVID because they're getting the disease. So what good does it do to show your vaccine card? But yet I have to prove a negative test. So I'm negative, but yet the guy next to me that doesn't have to prove negative at all, he might be spreading the COVID and he might be giving me COVID while I'm showing my negative proof, right? You say, well, Sam, that's not true. By golly, the vaccine works. Don't lie to me now. It doesn't work. We know that all kinds of people that have been vaccinated, double vaccinated, triple vaccinated, vaccinated and boosted, whatever words you want to use. to this. Okay, come on now. And so literally they're letting people into this venue that may be spreading the disease, but yet because they have a, quote, vaccine passport, then they're okay. Whereas I have to literally spend any venue I want to go to, I got to go get another cocoa test at the pharmacy if they have one. Then I got to take that test and show proof. Just imagine if millions of people walked in with popsicle sticks with a vaccination, or I'm sorry, with a COVID test card on there. I mean, people just freaked when you did that. But no, everybody's just all cool. So then I get to the, to the um, I don't know what you call it, the staff there, and I start asking questions as I try to hand them my popsicle stick, right? They're all freaking out, not wanting to get near my popsicle stick test there, even though that's what they asked for. Um, but I asked them, I said, you know, hey, are a lot of people complaining about this? Oh, no, everybody's good, Sam. No problem at all. Now, I think that's a lie from their staff. Why do I say that? Because I saw somebody complain in line right before I got there. So I know people are complaining, but they don't want you to believe that. And people are certainly uh, not complaining enough. That's for darn sure. Because there's literally thousands of people in this venue. And uh, most of them just seem to be happy-go-lucky. They're all having a good time, running around. And, you know, hey, it's Vegas. Everybody's partying. It's all good, right? But wow. So anyway, long story short, it was a very interesting um, experience. And I predict it is, sadly, the way of the future. Why is it the way of the future, ladies and gentlemen? Because they're going to insist on it. Who is they, you might ask? I'm not sure. It's governments. It's private corporations. It's organizations. It's business. It's everybody. It's society. We're allowing them to get away with this. Most people don't even care. There's like, you know what? Just go show your Vax card. So I said to this lady, I said, well, you know, are people complaining? No, they just show their Vax cards. I said, well, my problem is, you know, um, I don't have a Vax card. She said, I know, but all you got to do is get one. I said, no, that's not all you have to do. You have to get a vaccine before you can get the Vax card. She goes, oh, yeah, that's right. You got to have a vaccine. Then the Vax card comes after you get the vaccine. I don't want the vaccine. Now, I don't want a dishonest fake Vax card either. Uh, but I, but I, I find the whole discussion very interesting. And I'm telling you. The National Association of Broadcasters event is a worldwide event, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, people come from all over the country. They also come from all over the world. I'm going to talk about this because I believe this is landmark reality in your face. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Who's willing to double down and talk about the topics that I am, huh? Not very many, I'll tell you that right now. You are listening to the one and only... Liberty Roundtable Live, hard-hitting, globally syndicated talk show. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the National Association of Broadcasters Convention. I'm talking about vaccinations, ladies and gentlemen. The NAB has a big event going on this week in Las Vegas. It's a global worldwide event with literally tens of thousands of attendees. And they are going to force you to have a vaccine card or a passport or prove a negative COVID test before you can even enter the venue. I, of course, took the negative test route, but I had to go to CVS Pharmacy and I had to pay 26 bucks for two tests. And I tested negative, and I brought them my lollipop, and they freaked. Nevertheless, these are a this is a global global conference with people around the world, and literally worldwide, it doesn't seem like anybody really cares. In this, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, petri dish uh, grand experiment of how much the American people will push back, or how much the people of the world will push back on these vaccinations, forced proof. Uh, where are your papers ideas? That's the problem. And I, I, I really see, you know what? There's so many people inside there, and I don't think anybody really protested like I did. Now, if you protest too loudly, they just turn you away. Hey, you're not going to get your test, or you're not going to prove vaccination status, um, you know, vaccination positive status or whatever with a passport. You're gone. You can't enter. It's that simple. They're just following orders, right? So that's where we sit, ladies and gentlemen. I, I put up my own little protest. I didn't argue. I didn't get all crazy. I didn't get kicked off the plane, if you will. I just um, made it very awkward for everybody on purpose. Uh, when I went in there, I, I went in and just, hey, here's the test. I took a test right in the middle of public. Just imagine if everybody's just shoving this crap up their nose. And just imagine if hundreds of thousands of people were doing that, what it would be like, right? 
Uh, and then I literally brought my popsicle stick to them. And it was my way of kind of saying, look, guys, do you realize how awful, how gross, how violating of privacy, how this really is? Meanwhile, all the people with vaccination cards are running around, no test, no confirmation that they're negative when it comes to health, right, at all. They could be running around getting everybody sick. And so really, ladies and gentlemen, we have documented on a mass scale in a private corporate setting that they are going to force vaccination proof passports or a negative test equivalent, which, look, if you go to very, very many venues, it will be expensive indeed. Uh, and it'll be very uh, uncomfortable. Uh, and they're going to force this on us. This is a microcosm of the world. This is a, not only that, microcosm of the world in terms of people from all over the world. But usually, at what, 100,000 people attend? I don't know what the uh, population attendance is this time. But I know it's a huge, huge global venue. Now, let me make this point. Not only is it the world's microcosm, but it's the media microcosm. In other words, all the people here relate to the media in some way. They're radio broadcasters. They're TV personalities or TV production houses or new media taking center stage. So they're internet television people. They're broadcasting. They're narrowcasting. They're everything to do with journalism and news and newspapers and media and television and radio and new um, social media, et cetera, et cetera, right? That's who we're talking about. Big, big groups of media, huge radio stations, huge radio networks. All these people that are so willing to comply are in the media. And you know full well after they've complied, they're going to ridicule you for not complying. You also know that if they've already complied with their vaccination, quote, passports, and they're going to venues where they have to show those passports, then they're certainly not going to be pro the other side of the story, are they now? Right After they've all complied themselves, after they're all going to big venues and they're partying in Vegas and all you got to do to, to you know, go ahead and pass go and get your $200 or whatever it is, uh, is just show your vax card. doesn't matter if you're sick or not or uh, what the truth is on your real COVID infection status. That doesn't matter as long as you show a negative, or I'm sorry, as long as you show a positive vaccination status. You've got the vax. You're good. Doesn't matter if you're spreading disease. Doesn't matter if you're sick. See, this is all absolutely political. This has to do with forced compliance via papers idea. It has nothing to do with honesty, with integrity, with health status, with keeping the people safe, with the negative infection rates. It has nothing to do with any of that. And if I don't have a better positive proof, uh, then in this case, then I don't know. It's a worldwide gathering, thousands and thousands of people, and not really very many protests. Yes, I saw a few people kind of questioning things, but for the most part, everybody just rolled in, showed their vax card, and they're good. And anybody who wasn't willing to comply was turned away. And if you comply in the test way, here's the next question. Do they then document that Sam and his colleagues are not vaccinated. They showed a test. Yeah, that's all in the records. We showed a negative test to get in. Didn't have a passport to get in. So now they're making lists in these, quote, private organizations. Are they going to keep the data? They promised they'll delete the data. Do you believe them? Do you believe they're going to nuke the data that Sam was a negative tester 
not a positive vacciner? Or will that eventually someday tightened or used against me or changed or who knows what will happen, right? But anyway, I went into this uh, NAB because I wanted to see what's happened after 2020, what kind of gathering we would have. I also wanted to check out a lot of the radio and the new media stuff. I keep up on what's going on at the NABs as well. But I also wanted to see the people's reactions to these mandates. You could say, well, Sam, it's not a mandate, by golly. It's not a mandate at all. Uh, this is the private sector. They can do what they want. You know what? Maybe so, maybe not. We can debate that until the cows come home. Uh, nevertheless, they are insisting on this. And I find the repercussions and the concern very, very great in this case. Because not only are these people that are in the media uh, complying without any real resistance, but they're also going to use their influence everywhere they go now because they've complied. Why don't you? And then the ridicule, the persecution will begin. Those of you who do not have a, quote, vax card or a passport or whatever you want to call it, positive proof of vaccination, you will eventually be marginalized and ridiculed. It already costs me literally $13 more for the test, plus a big hassle to go to the venue of going to get a test. If I can get one, taking the test, right? Uh, showing the positive, or I'm sorry, the negative proof of my test or whatever, uh, negative status. Uh, all that's going on just for this venue. Now, just imagine if they start rolling that out to ball games, to getting on planes. Imagine if they require that to go into government buildings to express your views on a given uh, bill or uh, whatever. Imagine if it gets that way to go shopping at your store. Does this biblical reality that you will not be able to buy and sell start to come into focus a little more with this commentary? I might ask. And, and I look at this and I go, wow, the resistance is minimal. If at all. Virtually no resistance is what I'm telling you. There were a few weirdos like me that might have taken them on in, in my own way. Well, they say, Sam, you still caved. You complied and you went. Yes, that's true. But I would say that my reporting on this was worth the experiment, number one. Number two, I would submit to you that if we all just don't go, then they've won. If we all stay home, we never assemble, they've won also. Um, I submit to you that if we all go and we protest in our own way, then we might have a greater impact. We're visible. We're noticeable. We're standing up. We're taking the lead. We're providing an example. I could go on and on. And I did that. I brought them my little card, my little popsicle stick, and said, here's my test, showing how absurd and how extreme this really is. But nobody really seemed to care, ladies and gentlemen. And if nobody cares in the media, it really makes me wonder, are people going to care in society? And even if you do care in society, hey, if you've got a big global group of people who aren't going to even push back at all in the media, how likely, even if you do push back, will they cover your story? Will they tell your tale? Will they acknowledge your situation? I don't know the answer, but I'm telling you, I believe the repercussions of this are scary, to say the least. The fact that there's virtual no resistance, the fact that these mandates can come in the private sector, even though, now listen to me carefully, even though Joe Biden has been shot down. Now, don't get me wrong. That's a figurative statement, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get crazy. Um, figuratively shot down uh, in the courts. When he tried to mandate that for employees, it got shot down. 
when he tried to mandate this is the private sector to businesses, it got shot down. Okay, this is good news, but at the same time, these private companies are saying we don't care, we're doing it anyway. We're mandating it, we're forcing it anyway, right? That is the quintessential problem, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and I submit to you the repercussions will be felt worldwide. And after they conduct this experiment on these unique set of media personnel globally, how much more bold will they become with their tyrannical agenda? Because they know even the media folks won't fight back. Even the people that tell the story won't fight back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in deep doo-doo. I'm telling you right now. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. White House spokesperson Jen Psaki from the White House lectern. We are continuing to prepare to implement the lifting of Title 42. There are some, you noted, who are very vocal about how they would like to see it extended. There are some who are very vocal about how they would not like to see that happen. So that's an important discussion that will be happening over the coming days and weeks. A temporary restraining order Monday is preventing the Biden administration from lifting pandemic restrictions at the southern border. The Center for Disease Control is in court to maintain COVID-19 power to put every American in a mask if they so choose. They're also saying COVID-19 is not a problem at the border and Title 42 should be removed. The temporary restraining order prevents any action before a May 13th hearing. Elon Musk will take control of Twitter after offering $44 billion in cash to take control of the 16-year-old company. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. I started my first business in the basement of a factory over 30 years ago. We had no heat and no air conditioning. Instead of customers, our office visitors were rats, birds, flies, and snakes. Our office flooded often, and we used blankets as our office walls. We were broke and needed customers. Years later, I formed my fifth successful business, Patriot Software, which has attracted tens of thousands of customers with our easy accounting and payroll software used by accountants and non-accountants alike. Go to PatriotSoftware.com, use promo code RADIO, and get two months of accounting and payroll software free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. As the U.S.-Mexico border has been in crisis mode since President Biden took office, roughly 2.5 million illegal immigrants are now in-country, with more on the way. Some efforts by the White House to curb illegal immigration have failed. Vice President Kamala Harris's leadership has resulted in very little to curb the rush for the border. Ultimate responsibility for the border falls on Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, where Republican leaders are now talking about impeachment proceedings. An execution in Texas has been put on hold. Kenneth Burns reports. The criminal appeals court in Texas has stayed the execution of Melissa Lucio. The decision comes amid growing doubts over whether she fatally beat her two-year-old daughter Mariah to death in 2007. The stay is so a lower court can review her claims that new evidence would exonerate her. Lucio was set to die by lethal injection Wednesday. Prosecutors say the girl was a victim of abuse, but Lucille's lawyers say Mariah died from injuries sustained in a fall down a deep staircase. USA Radio News. 
Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Stan Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. So let me make this a little bit more bold for you, if I might. Not only is the media fine with the vaccination-forced agenda, not only are they fine uh, getting the vaccine uh, passports themselves, not only are they fine going to a huge convention and forcing the dissenters, if you will, uh, to take a vaccination, quote, test, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, You know what? They might be running around, as you know, positive, even though they've got their vax card. They might be positive when it comes to the illness, the disease, the virus, the whatever you want to call it, cocoa-positive. Right. Well, it just proves that it's a political agenda worldwide. But not only is the National Association of Broadcasters forcing, and I believe this is a bellwether, folks, write it down and remember who told you this first. I believe it's a bellwether for the world. Okay, if they've got all the media on board with a few weirdo exceptions like myself, uh, then they're going to go for broke on this thing because it's private sector. Because it's globally rea- uh, global reality, uh, because it okay, and if none of these people are going to resist, uh, resistance is futile, as they say. Now I don't believe that because I'm going to resist and do the best that I can. But I'm I'm telling you, this is serious. So the National Association of Broadcasters is not just doing this to their own members; they're doing this to anybody that attends their convention. In other words, if you want to even associate with us, you've got to have this done. Now it gets worse. Why do I say that? Well, listen to this headline, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Ready? Vaccine Education Toolkit. Did you know there's a Vaccine Education Toolkit distributed to the media via the National Association of Broadcasters? They say this, quote, online toolkit provides research, sample messaging, and suggested tactics to help Local journalists, that means all of us, by the way, though, talk show hosts, etc., craft vaccine messages that will resonate with their audiences. It's an educational resource provided by the National Association of Broadcasters. Now, you want to go check this out because you don't believe me, huh? All right. The NAB, by the way, that's the National Association of Broadcasters, they say is a proud member of the COVID collaborative. Now, did you know we had a COVID collaborative? And this collaborative is not to tell the truth about COVID. This COVID collaborative is not really to even make sure that people are not spreading disease. It's not that kind of a collaborative. It's an educational collaborative, uh, in my personal view, to promote, listen to me carefully, to promote everything pro vaccination everything dishonest from the cdc because on the website with the vaccine education toolkit page uh, is a thing that says hey follow this toolkit here's all these tools here's graphics here's memes here's uh, radio commercials here's and we're partnering with a gazillion people in the covid collaborative to push this narrative and if there's anything that you're missing here go to the cdc for guidance they say NAB, that's NAB.org, standing for National Association of Broadcasters, NAB.org slash vaccine is where you go to see this uh, information. 
nab.org slash vaccine. They are not only uh, forcing their members and everybody attending their events to take the vaccines, but they are literally, uh, ladies and gentlemen, using this toolkit. So think about it. If they've got this toolkit going on, if they make everybody take it, where do you think that goes? Now, they've got this vaccine education toolkit in multiple languages. Yeah. Think about it. Now, they've partnered with a Reynolds Journalism Institute, RJI, if you will, and the National Association of, quote, chain drugstores. What do they call this thing? NACDS is what that's called to get this done. They say we also recommend you go ahead and work with the CDC and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, as well. Now, they say, hey, let me give you a couple of headlines or headings from this as well. Addressing vaccine-hesitant communities in partnership with the administration, so Joe Biden, and the Ad Council. So now you got government producing ads to back this agenda too, right? They say we are providing a list of communities with large vaccine-hesitant populations where additional education and outreach is needed. Yeah, we're asking radio stations and groups to check the list below regarding COVID-19 vaccines to see if your community is impacted and then to use this research to use this toolkit to go to work. They say research shows the bringing in, quote, trusted medical voices from the community to answer viewer and listener questions is most impactful. Yeah, here's a list. There's a link right there. See the list of vaccine-hesitant communities. Request a local or a national expert. You got frequently asked questions. You got key talking points. Yeah, you got public messaging or public campaigns and messaging. You've got additional tools. You've got footage. You've got spots. You've got voiceovers. You've got scripts. You've got examples. Uh, Then the next heading is reaching diverse audiences. Get regional and demographic insights into how to share information with, quote, diverse groups. Vaccines.gov. Find out where the vaccine's available by zip code and just exactly how to make an appointment. Yeah, then they got public opinion research on vaccines they can share with you as well. Dive deeper into the research about public opinion about vaccines and how to reach audiences. They've even got a speaker's Vero where you can get speakers to share live and relevant information regarding vaccinations. They got webinars podcasts, heard from the experts what you need about the vaccine rollout, public health resources. Visit these sources for further research and information on COVID-19 vaccines and more. Yeah, you got data, vaccine tracking. Stay up to date on the latest information. What broadcasters are doing is the next heading. Examples of broadcasters assisting in vaccine education. And then they go on and say, NAB is a proud member of the COVID Collaborative. 
right? Think about this. Think about this, folks. I mean, addressing vaccine-hesitant communities. Now they got the link of vaccine-hesitant communities. Key talking points. We go there and check out the key talking points page. Think about this, folks. Does this concern you at all? Most Americans don't seem to be concerned about this, really. They say the, quote, evidence-based talking points below are provided by the Health and Human Services Department to help increase vaccine confidence while reinforcing basic prevention measures. Key facts on COVID-19 is where it starts. Yeah, COVID-19 is dangerous. The virus can cause severe disease, hospitalization, or death. Now, see, I think that's disingenuous. I agree that it can cause death. I agree that it can be dangerous. But when you have a 99-plus percent recovery rate, ladies and gentlemen, It's a little bit disingenuous to make those kind of bold claims out of context. It ratchets up fear. Yeah. Next bullet point. Vaccines and boosters offer the, quote, best protection from the worst outcomes from COVID. That's a lie again. Natural immunity provides the best protection you can get. Getting the disease, even Dr. Anthony Fauci used to say before COVID came along that the best way to prevent these diseases is to get the disease. It's the best protection you can get. Now listen, unvaccinated adults are seven times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID than those who have been vaccinated and boosted. Now, let me ask you what it means to be hospitalized, right? I went to the hospital a couple of times with COVID, but I never stayed in the hospital. Why did I not need to stay in the hospital? Because I had oxygen at home. Oh, yeah, oxygen requires a prescription. So you can't get it at home. No wonder you have to stay in the hospital. See how disingenuous this is? How about people that are COVID positive and they go to the hospital, but they didn't go for COVID? What about that reality the we found out two years American later? The West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising.
We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm telling you right now, this is scary. In my opinion, of all, get out. You've literally got Health and Human Services vaccine talking points promoted by the National Association of Broadcasters, and they're in the middle of these talking points. I believe the talking points are disingenuous at best. They don't tell both sides of the story. They have an absolute political-driven narrative that is, in my opinion, dishonest. Let me give you examples. They say vaccination greatly reduces the risk of long COVID, which leaves people with fatigue, pain, and memory problems that can last for months. Unvaccinated people who get COVID have about twice the risk of long COVID than those who are vaccinated have. Now, there might be truth to those statistics standalone i would debate that but you know what there could be truth to that reality but here's the other side of the story they're leaving out what about the people that have death and injury because of the vaccine so yes i'm twice as likely to have long-haul symptoms that is what they say if i'm not vaxxed versus if i am vaxxed but they're not telling you about the side effects or the death related to the vaccinations, right? So they're not being genuine or honest or they're not real reporters. You've literally taken the whole National Association of Broadcasters and you've literally turned them into puppets for the government, puppets for the regime, puppets for the medical establishment that are literally peddling dishonest narratives, not telling the who, what, when, where, why of a story, but cherry picking facts, manipulating and stringing those facts together in a politically driven narrative. That is not honest. That is not true. Let me give you an example. It says this. Vaccination lowers the risk of variants emerging. In other words, the more vaccinated people, there are the greater chance that COVID has to spread into variants that has disease. All right. Okay, so the more you're unvaccinated, they say, the more likely the variants will morph and the disease will spread. That's not true either. They don't have evidence of that. In fact, when people get the vaccines, that's what makes the COVID morph into different variants as well, right? Now, listen, 
They say vaccines are widely available and free. Vaccines are available at no cost to everyone. Yeah. No matter your immigration or your health status, doesn't matter if you have insurance, none of that matters. They're available to everyone for free. Now, it's a lie, ladies and gentlemen. Vaccines are not free. They cost hundreds of billions of dollars. They're not free. You think these vaccine companies that are building these vaccines are just doing it all for free? It's their just ambivalent nature? Have you lost? Are you out your mind? Okay, these are expensive as all get out. Just because you can go there and you don't have to pay personally, they're charging you in your taxes, ladies and gentlemen. They're forcing everyone to pay. I'm paying for your vaccinations. Okay, this lie that they're free is not honest and not true. In fact, it costs more if you pay through the government than if you paid yourself. So not only are they not free, but they're more expensive because, the, oh, no, Sam, when the government buys them, they get them at, at just incredible discounts because they're buying so many of them, don't you know, Sam? They're buying the millions and millions and millions. Of, they've got the price down as low as it can get, Sam. Again, you're lying to me, ladies and gentlemen. It isn't true. It isn't honest. If you force demand, yeah, there's always going to be uh, a difficulty with supply. But look at it honestly and say, hey, whenever government's involved, it's very inefficient. Always has been, always will be. It's an economic truism, if you will. Here's the next lie. Getting vaccinated is a decision to be discussed with your doctor, your pharmacist, or other health care provider that you trust. Well, I've done that, ladies and gentlemen. And all the health care providers that I use tell me not to get the vaccinations. Now, when they throw out that talking point, are they going to let me respond and tell them that? Or am I just not going to be uh, able to talk? Am I going to be marginalized and shut down? Because the fact is they're claiming the way they say it is, not the truth. All right? Yeah, getting vaccinated is a decision to be discussed with medical professionals. Fine. But there's a lot of medical professionals who say don't get the vaccine. We're going to have one on next hour, by the way. Uh, And he says, don't get the vaccine. Now, do I listen to him or do I only listen to the ones that say get the vaccine? See how dishonest and perverted and manipulated their narrative is? And I'm in the FAQ put out by the National Institutes of Health. Right? Health and Human Services, whatever. They say the American Medical Association reports, listen carefully, the American Medical Association reports that 96% of doctors have gotten the shot themselves. Do you believe that's true? I don't. I don't even believe that's close to true. And how do they prove that anyway? Do they really have 96% who have proven vaccines with a passport? Or how do you know that, see? Yeah, they say COVID, COVID vaccine talking points updated 418 2022 now they go into general vaccination preventative measures still matter three quarters of american adults and two-thirds of all americans have already been vaccinated that's more than 218 million americans now ladies and gentlemen didn't they tell you we would have herd immunity by then isn't that what they said before And then as time went on, they said, well, we don't really know uh, how much vaccination 
rates will need to guarantee herd immunity, da 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 right? They say it is possible for people who are vaccinated to give to get COVID nineteen, but people who are vaccinated and boosted have strong protection against severe illness and death. So let me get this right. If you're a vaccinated person and you get it and you spread it, you might not die if you believe their vaccination lie. But now they're going to get me sick. Yeah. They say masks can add another layer of protection. Uh, You know what? When you're in indoor public spaces, you got to wear a mask. Uh, Literally, a lot of the employees around here are wearing masks. If you're at high risk from getting sick from COVID or live with someone who is at high risk, you may choose to wear a mask in more situations. If you wear a mask, choose one that's comfortable and fits well. They go on and on and on. Okay? They literally double down. So I am very concerned, ladies and gentlemen, that they are setting the stage to force this vaccine passport upon you. And eventually those who choose to get negative COVID tests will be marginalized, eventually persecuted. It'll cost you more to go to every single venue. And eventually they'll start to say, we don't have a way to to accept your negative COVID test. You either have a vaccine card or you're not coming in here. You're not attending this venue. You're not, you're not, you're not, whatever it be in society. And I personally believe that this um, NAB conference is the bellwether for this happening. And if there would have been a lot of pushback, a lot of resistance, then I think they would have had to take a step back and say, oh, boy, we may have overstepped. But you know what? It's been widely accepted. In fact, it's been accepted with glee. Yes, it's been not only accepted, but it's been accepted with glee. People are just loving this stuff. And they're literally looking at people uh, like me who are kind of protesting or pushing back. They're looking at me like I've grown a third eye or something. They literally are. They're looking at me like I've somehow totally lost my mind. I don't know how to respond to this, ladies and gentlemen, because it's pretty rough. Uh, But I believe this is the quintessential bellwether that's really going to decide how the world handles this. Now, this may not be the only huge venue. But the people in this venue are so uniquely placed in the media. And when you literally give them talking points, when you literally give them all the resources at their fingertips to promote a pro-vaccine stance, you literally give them talking points and media, uh, what do you want to call it, assets, etc., to make this happen. And then literally you have them all go through that door. Now you're all vaccinated. Now you've produced proof. Now you go out and make sure the rest get vaccinated. Make sure the rest have proof. Make sure the rest are compliant. Make sure the rest show their papers, right? That's what you've done with this. And the NAB did virtual uh, NABs for a couple of years, and then they came back and they said, we're going to do this, and we're going to, and now they've done it. I've been there, and I've watched it, and I'm going there today again. And I'll continue to report on this as I see the story unfold. But in my opinion, this is a real story with serious repercussions.
This is not a game. This is not a joke. They are absolutely playing for keeps. The front lines just say we're just following orders. The standard, wow, response. The masses are going along willingly with glee. They're just giddy about it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's, uh, you say, Sam, you've talked about this way too long. I don't think so. Because in my opinion, this is a turning point in the United States of America. We literally invited the whole world to Las Vegas and said, come and party with us. And we literally told the media of the world, but you better be vaccinated. Yeah. And if you produce a vaccine card, you don't even need to, you know, we don't even care if you're sick or not. Think about that. It's not about whether you're sick. It's about whether you have a vaccine card. I've got to prove I'm not sick. But the guy with the vaccine card doesn't have to prove anything except for he took the government free jab. Well, there's so many problems with that narrative that it's not even funny. But yet, you know what? Nobody seems to care. You know, you even bring it up to people and they're literally going, la, 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 whatever. I don't want to hear it from you. Get your vaccine or go away. So you mark my words, this is the quintessential event, the landmark turning point. And there will be others. You know, they'll do uh, other big uh, events, push the envelope even further. They're not done with this yet at all. But they are literally doubling down all the drugstores, all the media. They're all in bed together in this quote. What do they call this thing? It's an initiative, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Vaccine education toolkit. Yeah. It's called the COVID Collaborative. The National Association of Broadcasters. Proud members, ladies and gentlemen. Heaven help us is my response. Lovingliberty.net, libertyroundtable.com, our websites. Donate and please, please help us fund our travels, our research, our reporting and more, will you? Lovingliberty.net, libertyroundtable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. Brain fog, low libido, and joint muscle pain? At the Hotsi Health and Wellness Center, we treat the underlying cause of these symptoms rather than masking them with drugs. We treat for hypothyroidism, sex hormone decline, adrenal fatigue, allergies, yeast, and nutritional deficiencies. This is Dr. Hotsi saying, take charge of your health. Call today at 281-698-8698. Mention Patriot and receive 10% off your initial visit and a free copy of Dr. Hotze's book, Duo 180. Have you noticed there is something very wrong with the modern-day man? Are you a beta male? I don't think so. Beta! Sperm counts are cratering. Maybe it's male. 0% by 2050. But help is on the way. Keys to Life.shop has products which are making men, men again. And by the NFL, BGA, and the NCAA. Too manly. Clinically proven to raise IGF-1 levels. Man up. Take off the dress. Visit Keys to Life.shop. Get your manhood back today. 
At the Brighton store, we offer... Ladies and gentlemen, archives of the Sheriff Master are available at Brighton.com. The live stream, Brighton.tv. We'll cast on your radio at LibertyRoundtable.com. LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love with everyone you know, would you please? Without further ado, the good sheriff is in the house. Welcome, sir. Good morning, Sam. It's great to be with you this beautiful Tuesday morning. And I am grateful to be back home. Uh, Although I haven't seen my good wife, the lovely Dawn, as you well know, uh, I haven't been able to see her for about a week because uh, she's been down in Pima, Arizona. And most of you uh, don't know where that is, and that's fine. Pima, Arizona has nothing to do with Pima County. Pima, Arizona is where my wife is from, and she's there taking care of her elderly mother, who is now 92 years old and uh, needs a little bit of babysitting. So each of the siblings take care of her. And we're really grateful for them, and that's how it should be. Uh, I'll tell My you what, My response is, God bless it, them both, sir. Yes, it's it, yes. And and I was in your neck of the woods just this past weekend at the Republican uh, Utah State Public Republican Convention, where the Republicans stood up strong and reinforced their commitment to every incumbent in the state. So anyway, Shame. I thought it was. I, I thought it was more Republican, uh, Democratic crap. <laughs> That's what so. usually happens, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Alders is running in our area. Great guy, great gentleman. Uh, would do a fantastic job, but the problem is the establishment uh, is going to do their very best to never give him even a, uh, at the election, much less who you vote for, right, Chair? And, and I will, you know, there there is one thing I'll say about the Republicans uh, in Utah. Uh, they have been infiltrated by the Democrats big time. Uh, so when you add the Democrats who have infiltrated them, because really the Democrats know that if they're going to have a voice, the Democrats know if they have a voice, they have to get in the Republican Party because the Republican Party is so strong there. And so some of that has just been because they can't go anyplace else. The other part of it, though, is the infiltration has really gotten the Republicans uh, to move to the left, and the Democrats win both ways, you know. So, uh, it, to me, it really appears that the Democrats have taken over the party in uh, Utah, and and maybe that's happening uh, nationwide. Uh, I will say that I wanted to take a moment and try to speak with uh, Senator Mark Lee, uh, Mike Lee, and um, because his booth was right next to ours. No, he's. He's not. He's not available, sir. Well, he was available then because, but he was he his uh, he had a crowd of people around him the whole time. His entourage was around him the whole time, so yes, it probably sir. would have been very difficult for me to ask him why he would not try to uh, get innocent people out of federal prison. Uh, and I wanted to I wanted to ask him why he never did anything about that, but um, didn't quite get the chance. And I was there really to to work with uh, Tim Alders, as you mentioned. And so, uh, but I'm I'm back and I'm ready to roll and I'm ready to do the, what do, what do I do first? Oh, yeah. The- oh, yeah. So really quick, though, I think what we've got is rhinos in Utah, and they're really rhinos for Joe. And the deep state marches on summation of your uh, event in Utah, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a good right. way to put it. 
But we still won at the Supreme Court. Let's never forget that. Yes. And the quote of the day from the (laughs) Mac Prince v. United States case is this. We have held, however, that state legislatures are not subject to federal direction. End quote. That actually is a quote from Justice Scalia while he's quoting the New York v. U.S. case from 1992. And, and so any of you who have heard this, that the Supreme Court has always sided with the federal government's authority over the states is absolutely wrong uh, and historically inaccurate. They have sided with the states numerous times in the Mac Prince case and in the New York case and in the Lopez case and the Bond case, and it goes on and on. Uh, and that's why, Sheriff, that's why your Supreme Court case is, is so riveting and so critical of the greatest Tenth yeah. Amendment decision ever rendered. Not only is it factual, but it quotes uh, case-precedented or precedenting cases over and over and over, though. This isn't just a one-time, uh, one-hit wonder right. uh, win. This is a win based on case precedents that no one's willing to talk about but us, Sheriff. Right. Well, yes. And and now hopefully a bunch of sheriffs across the country and very soon uh, in Oklahoma. Amen to that. Speaking of Oklahoma, tremendous uh, guest with us today. He's very, very talented uh, from what baseball to filmmaker to author to dirt to swimming in law and more. We're talking, about, we're talking about Mark Sherwood, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and he is running for in the great state of Oklahoma. And this guy, Dark, is a certified nature path. And he, along with his lovely wife, uh, Michelle Sherwood, put together their clinic where they do a great job helping people understand how to naturally take care of their health. But Mr. Sherwood is all 24 years retired veteran of the Tulsa Police Department. I'm telling you, um, he's co-authored, or co-authored three books with his wife. They've created three documentary films. I mean, how do you go from baseball to all that and then decide you're going to get into politics? And then Mark is about leadership, not politics. He believes in Oklahoma first policies, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Sherwood, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm super honored to be here. I just appreciate you all so much, so thank you. So I have a first question. What is your favorite? Uh, Baseball, law enforcement, author, speaker, filmmaker, doctor? (laughs) What is your favorite uh, talent, sir? Well, I've been very blessed. I always want to give God the glory, of course, because he's given me the opportunity to do those things and the ability, so he gets the he gets the accolades, but of all of them, I, I, I guess the there is a lot of commonality, believe it or not. It's the idea of protection, service, and standing up for those that can't stand for themselves. And so as hard as that is, quite transparently, that gives me the greatest joy because a lot of people today, they're bullied, picked on, misunderstood, mis or underrepresented, and I just want to step up in the gap and say, no, 
we're not going to do that anymore. So that's that whole idea just kind of keeps me driving each day. Well, Sam, I've got to All tell right. you one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to tell you how Dr. Sherwood and I met. Uh, we, we became instant it. friends and it, it, we, it just, we mesh because he reminds me so much of me. <laughs> and, and that, actually, I've used that line before. It's a John Wayne line out of True Grit. And, and so uh, she reminds me of me. And, and so <laughs> Dr. Sherbert and I have so much in common. Um, we both love baseball. Uh, we both served in law enforcement. Uh, we're both authors. And yes, I would still like to do a documentary. Uh, and, uh, I don't, <laughs> uh, I would love to do a documentary about, uh, my Supreme Court case and, mm. uh, wh- how that ever came about that this small town boy from Southeast Arizona, uh, took on the Clintons and beat him at the United States Supreme Court. I, I still can't believe that has hap- that happened, but that is exactly what happened. And that, um, that my wife actually persevered with me on that it is a modern day miracle. Uh, and the, all the miracles documenting all the miracles that happened, uh, to get me to the Supreme court. So mm-hmm. I know your life also, uh, Dr. Sherwood has been one of, uh, miracles. Uh, and we're so thrilled that you're running, uh, for governor. Uh, you, you know, Sam, uh, I have said this to him and I'll say it to the, to the American people right now. Uh, if he wins this, which I believe he has a good chance to do, if he wins this, I'm, we are moving to Oklahoma. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't care, I don't care what else could else, uh, could be the consequences of me just picking up and leaving. Uh, but I will do that because I would do, I would live in any state. I don't care where it is in this country that we would have a state that understands federalism that understand state sovereignty and state's rights, and that we understand that Washington, D.C., as I just quoted from uh, the the Supreme Court case, that the Washington, D.C. elitists are not our boss. They do not control us unless we allow it. And and I would live there in, in, in Oklahoma to be able to live in a free state that understands the principles of liberty and Dr. Sherwood, that's you, and that is my commitment. My wife and I will move to Oklahoma. She already knows, she already agrees, and she would love to. Wow. You know, that's very overwhelming and humbling. And uh, obviously, I, I said before we went live, you know, thank you for being my friend, most of all. It's, I'm honored to have that. And um, honestly, um, winning, if God puts us there, as we believe he is and will, um, it's going to be a beacon of hope for the whole United States of America to see. And these United States are going to have an exemplar of what can be done. And I, I believe that it's going to be a catalyst effect, like a domino effect across this, yeah. this great country. And you're going to see other governors that, and it has to be at the governor level. It has to be leading from the executive branch, giving the sheriffs the encouragement, empowerment, uh, pat on the back to say, go for it, you know, and keeping the education congruent. And when we do, the people of the states, again, the people of these United States, we the people will get heard, represented according to the founding father's vision of this wonderful republic that pushed back to the federal government and kept them the smallest 
of all of the branches of our government just to sort of handle disputes between states. And we don't care what you do. We appreciate you. But um, if we need you, we'll ask you. That's kind of where I stand. And I, I look forward to that day that will, will happen. Well, what's the number one issue that faces Oklahoma with, with regards to uh, either uh, federal intrusions and incursions? Or what is what would you say is the number one issue of facing the states and, and in particular, obviously, Oklahoma? Well, I think the, the number one issue that we face is much like all of the predominant uh, quote unquote red states face. They simply don't understand the Constitution. They have no leadership at all. And they have this mentality. And I think Sam used the word establishment. They have this mentality that they must mesh or coexist or suck up to the federal government. And it's a, it's an elitist. It's a monarchist. It's a, um, a power, um, hungry, influential, craving, money loving group. And they just have lost complete sight of what their job is and what they're supposed to do and who they're supposed to represent. And that is permeated, especially in these states that are predominantly red. And, and Richard, you made a very good point. What's happening is in these predominantly red states, they have opportunity, but they've compromised and they've been infiltrated by uh, Democrats. They've been, because uh, uh, that's the only voice they have. And these rhinos, the Republican states, it's not a Democratic problem. It's a Republican problem. They don't even live up to what they say they're going to do. And I've called right. them this before, and I make no bones about it. They're, you know, generally, if you say you're going to do this and don't do it, you know, you can dance around the bush. That's called a liar. And we need to call them for what they are. And the chance we have to vote out liars is the best way to term limit anybody. You know, vote them out. Mm -hmm. Let your voice be heard. And when you do, um, we're going to get our country back. But it's going to be happening at one county, one state at a time. And this is how you save the republic. It's not sucking up the federal government. You know, I care a little bit, but I don't care too much. You know, if you get my grip <laughs> about who's in Washington, because it doesn't really matter. We put all this doesn't effort change. and energy. Who's going to be yeah. the congressman, senator, and president? I'm like, stop. Is that important? Yes. But time out a minute. It is not the most important thing. What we're no. talking about is, I think that's the biggest issue we face as a nation and as a state and certainly in my home state. It's really about the jettisoning of the left-right paradigm and realizing it's the deep state against the rest of us, right? Yes, the the deep state is real. I, I've asked, been asked this question, you know, a couple of times, well, what is the, what have you learned about the campaign? And we've been at this seven, eight months now, hard. It's been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, you know. Um, I work yeah. every day. I'm still a working guy, you know. I do not believe in going out there and just conning people and manipulating them to raise money. That's just a garbage establishment, deep state mentality. You know, we're going right. to work hard, teach people how to give and not take, you know. But the two things I've learned, one has been amazing and one has been just devastating to my whole soul. The, this, the greatest thing I've learned is the people care. The people, I've looked him in the eye, just like I looked Richard Mack in the eye, and I saw into his soul, and I saw life, and I saw passion, and I saw uh, a hunger and a brilliance that was radiating for the love of God 
constitution, country, and people. Uh, and I see that. And it's moving now at a higher resonance and pace than, frankly, I've ever seen it in my life. It is at that pace that I can only imagine. I sense it's a 1775-6-ish pace. And it's been beautiful. The thing that I've learned is devastating is the corruption is real. The manipulation is real. The establishment is real. And there are people out there that absolutely have no spine whatsoever and will not make a decision because they're afraid of losing voters, losing money, losing influence. But I got to tell you, man, you know, I look at that. I mean, role model in life. It's me. I look at Jesus, my Lord and Savior, who stepped up on that cross and did it anyway and loved those to the point of death even the ones that hated him most. And and I can only hope to emulate that. And I can promise you and everybody listening right now, everybody that will listen, that I will do that. You know, I'm not looking forward to, to going through the death process because I don't want to deal with the pain of it, you know, but, but that's a promotion for me. And I'm not from here. I'm going back to where I came from when I'm done. But the idea is to stand up to that level. And if we can inspire people to do that, like we once did as a nation, my goodness, there is zero, 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 nothing we cannot achieve again. Dr. Sherwood, I want to, I want to really bring this point forward. You know, a lot of people think, Hey, you know what? You're you're in a very conservative state. You already got a pretty conservative governor, governor state. What, you know what, what, what's wrong with what he's doing? Uh, And I think really your campaign hinges on this point, sir. It does. Um, first of all, anyone, if you go to our website at Sherwood2022.com and download our app, you can be have access to the Oklahoma GOP platform. Just read it. You know, if you're interested, just read it. And I encourage you at every state level, read it. Our governor, Kevin Stitt, is not a governor that knows the Constitution of the United States of America. He locked us down. He said, you're not essential. You're essential. He had the audacity to tell the churches to close. I mean, really? That's a clear violation of the very first amendment to the United States Constitution. He asked the federal government for permission. Again, not understanding the 10th Amendment. Why? He could have stopped abortion a long time ago. He didn't do it. Why? Because he's scared of the court systems. He is all about big business. Big business, big money, promotes and leads to potentially big corruption. The relationship we have with the tribes here is pathetic, terrible. We are still submitting numerous Second Amendment bills through our legislature to try to get them passed and actually paying a lobbyist to do that. My question is why? Why are we paying anybody to do anything we already have? We're begging and saying, (laughs) Mother, may I? to get the rights we have already. We need to have sheriffs, law enforcement deputies, and a governor who understands that and who can ensure by leadership, by example, and by servanthood that we will not bow down to the tyranny that is called the federal government because tyranny is when the people fear the government. But freedom is when the government fears the people. And, you know, this is not an attack on Kevin Stitt as a human being. 
This is an observation in constitution and leadership and actions. I don't right. care what people say. Blah, blah, blah. I want to see action. And when the actions right. don't match up with the words, I call it for what it is. I pray they repent. But the bottom line is, in this case, I am called to do this job and we'll do a better job than what we have, but not comparison to him. I have one person to answer to, and that's God himself. But I will honor God with the job I do, which is going to honor the Constitution and protect the people. And I want to point this out. We're not trying to attack Kevin Stitt, ladies and gentlemen. But what we are charged with as Americans is to be involved in our system. They said you have a republic if you can keep it. And that isn't about a given party. That's about the principles that made America great. And Kevin Stitt, you know, may be a wonderful person, might be a nice guy to be your neighbor and go golfing with. He might even, you know, bring your trash cans in for you. Okay. But look, we're looking for good, honest, wise servants of the Republic. And what we need, uh, Dr. Sherwood, is all three. Yeah. And, and add courage. Add courage to that, Sam, and that's what we have with Dr. Sherwood. Uh, I just got this out uh, right now. Um, Biden just signed the omnibus bill, which allow federal agents to confiscate weapons without a warrant or indictment, uh, taking guns away uh, from uh, legal guns from law-abiding citizens without due process of law. And And just as we believe right now is that there's there's got to be governors the two most important state races governor and sheriff we've got to have governors and sheriffs with the courage to make that sort of thing never happen in our states and counties and just as you said dr sherwood taking america back restoring our constitution one county at a time one state at a time Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Sherwood running for governor of the great state of Oklahoma on your TV. The Sheriff Max Show continues in seconds. Treasure Island coins and precious metals. Mike Adams of naturalnews.com says, 2020 has shown us that we must prepare for the unexpected. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your fiscal security during the coming financial pandemic. Shipments of real gold and silver are delivered safely, discreetly, and securely right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hoetze. 
The Dr. Hotsey Report airs every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. Central Time on Brighton.tv. I'll take you behind the scenes so you can know what's really going on. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If you want to prevent yourself from getting an infectious disease, then it seems wise for you to develop a strong, healthy immune system. Wouldn't you agree? I've developed an immune pack with my recommended dosages of vitamins A, B, C, D, zinc, magnesium, and probiotics to support your immune system and to keep you healthy and energized. I've also formulated a teens pack and a kids pack. Order your Dr. Hotsey immune pack today at physiciansprefercevitamins.com or call 281-646-1659. Use the code BTV at checkout for a 10% concession. We're talking to Sherwood, who is running for governor of the great state of Oklahoma. We are highlighting this reality that, you know what, it's the deep state against the rest of us, not the left-right paradigm that matters. We're also talking about governor, current governor, Kevin Stitt. Might be a nice guy. You know what? Having him as a neighbor might be great. Having him in your church might be wonderful. But we're looking for good, honest, wise servants of the republic. And you know what? Stitt looks great if you follow a couple of media headlines. But if you really dig into the record, really dig into the reality, we need good, honest, wise servants. And he's simply not carrying out his oath of office as we would like to see it happen, Dr. Sherwood. You're right. And um, headlines may win election. They may have won elections, but they don't make leaders. And it's time that we transition our thinking away from headlines you know, good photo opportunities and dig into the issues. Well, what did you think about uh, what would what would you do as governor uh, when Biden wants to send agents to your state or to try to get you or or your uh, state highway patrol and and Department of Public Safety to actually help uh, confiscate guns? Um, I, I think it'd be really stupid for Biden to try that, but he has promised us that he will do that. Uh, and I don't care. I don't care if it's just aimed at assault rifles, the AK-47s, AR-15. I don't care. That's all a bunch of boohooey. If they're coming after my personal property and if they're coming after my God-given Second Amendment right, what will you do as governor uh, if and when they try to enforce this? Well, I'm, I'm already doing it right now because I'm bringing you in to educate all of our sheriffs and our citizens at an event coming up on May 7th. And I'm doing that because I want to prepare people to stand up. Now, if I were governor right now, I would have already started that educational campaign to educate the citizens of Oklahoma and really of the United States of America on Constitution from a leadership standpoint. And I would have stepped up immediately from every platform I could and said, that is not going to happen here. And we would have signed executive orders, whatever we need to do to say, that will not happen. You need to rest assured, Oklahomans, that 
the federal agents will not come here. The sheriffs will protect you. If you come into these counties and the federal agents are here, they will either leave or be arrested because they're not welcome. Um, Oklahoma will be a second amendment sanctuary state, and this is the way it will be, and that's the end of the story. We love you, President Biden, uh, but uh, you stay over there, and you're not welcome here. I love it. Yeah. In fact, I believe. All right. That speaking every- of this, speaking of this, Sheriff, really important. Uh, Mark is a 24 year veteran of the uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma Police Department. It was on the SWAT team there. So when this guy basically says, hey, you're not doing this in our area, uh, I think he's serious. We need leadership, not just politicians. And this is the real leadership. When you're on a SWAT team and, and you got to make decisions on the spot, critical decisions, right. and you got to make them now. Um, that's a different discussion. I don't think he'll uh, kowtow to Joe, will he? Um, I, I won't. Look, I I appreciate people and I respect people in uh, positions. And, and like the Bible says, I'm going to pray for them. Um, but if they come into my home to try to hurt uh, my family or, or take away something that's that's I'm supposed to protect, they're going to have to deal with the consequences of that, whatever that would be. And I, in my experience in law enforcement, there's a lot of things, and Sheriff Mack knows this, that you you see and you deal with. You deal with some great people, some not very nice people on the worst day of their lives. Nobody ever gives you a 911 call to buy you a cup of coffee. So you're really used to dealing with difficult situations. You have to find resolve and you have to make decisions. And, and some of them are tough. And, and it, you have the authority as a police officer, as a sheriff, to terminate someone's life. And there's no greater weight that you carry than that. And I have been there before on the SWAT team. And one of my jobs, well, I've had many, but one of my jobs was carrying a shield as being the first person in the door knowing full well that if the bullets flew, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, my assignment was simply this, to go right at the the threat. And if they were firing a weapon, to cram that barrel, that weapon back in their throat with that shield and go right at them. Um, the second part of my job later on in my time at SWAT team was a sniper. And many, many times, many times, you know, the crosshair to be on someone's um, head. And I had to make the decision or not to, to end their life. And um, again, I, I've been there. I don't like those places. Didn't really have a great time doing that. You know, we, I, I don't have that sick, twisted adrenaline thing, but overall, I'm, I'm not scared. I'm capable. I've got the heart and the grit determination and God's anointing to do it. So again, I want people to have that confidence to know that, if we have to go down those brutal pathways that nobody wants to go down, I will. Well, we, we're so glad you're running. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing it. And knowing very well, personally, how difficult campaigns are, uh, we thank your wife uh, and your family. <laughs> uh, and, and thanks for your stand on the Constitution. Um, it, it really it baffles me and, and hurts me. Uh, since I got into law enforcement way back in 1979, how we never pay any attention uh, in government at all levels. I saw government at all levels. 
all three branches believe that the oath of office is meaningless and that we really don't have to keep our oath. That's, that's pragmatically how we act. If you ask somebody, well, do you keep your oath? You'll get hundreds of different answers. Um, and most of it will hinge on how they don't believe the, the oath of office really matters. And so I'm grateful uh, that someone like you who believes in the oath, believes in the Constitution, believes in America, and, and believes in our religious foundation, uh, understands that and, and will implement uh, their oath of office as an elected official should. Thank you so much. How is the media treating your candidacy, um, doctor? I, I don't know if I should call you governor elect or governor hope or doctor or what you know hey we hope all the above right yeah the the media at first when we started were simply ignoring us you know that's what they do they ignore you um the campaign people all they do is is look at your bank account they don't care about the people at all but now at this point in time they don't ignore us they cannot ignore us and so now we went from persons who were ignored in polling to now we are solidly in every poll, even all literal liberal polls, uh, always polling a strong number two, every one of them and climbing and governor Stitt's approval rating, even in those liberal polls has reduced to under 50%. People are sick and tired of the nonsense and my job is to go around the state and communicate truth. And I, I bring out the GOP platform stance. I break out the constitution. I just educate people, right? And just give them ideals. And, and to your point, Sheriff Mack, we have to get government, civics, constitutional education back in schools. That will be one of my main tasks in schools and families and make sure that 10 commandments is posted again, regardless if the federal government doesn't like it again. You can come take a picture by it, but you're not going to tear it down. It's not going to happen on our watch. And we're going to set a trend and a tidal wave of trends across this great land. And again, there are times that we've dealt with, and we all know the saying, times of adversity uh, bring out great men and great leaders. Until times well, Let me get ask you one other follow-up uh, follow yes, question to the, the worst things going on in our country uh, so does, well, it's obvious there's a bunch of them. Uh, yeah. How is the problem with illegal immigration in Oklahoma, and what will you do about illegal immigration? Well, it's terrible right now. The governor right now is developing more relationships with the country of Mexico, trying to bring in even a potential consulate right there in Oklahoma City and even businesses from Mexico while the border is wide open. There's nothing to secure the border's Again, even in Oklahoma, and I'm all about state borders. Let's get that right. You know, you can't you can't think about America first until you understand border security. You don't have a country if you don't have border security. And so in Oklahoma, it's pathetic. Not only do we have um, immigrants coming in from the south, from, you know, South America or uh, Mexico, Central America, but we have people coming in. And right now, 300,000 plus acres are owned by associates and members of the Chinese Communist Party under the guise of this legalized medical marijuana. More land per capita than any other state in the nation. And the sad thing about that is we're kind of a good old boy turning their cheek state. But right now that is used as weapons trafficking, 
drug trafficking and sex trafficking. And we're welcoming Afghan refugees that are unvetted, funding them while good, hardworking Oklahomans are losing their land, their income, their livelihood, and frankly, their respect and their voice. And my job is to go in there and empower those sheriffs to get them out yesterday and get our land back. Wow. Amen to that. Tariff, we can't leave any candidate without discussing the pro-life issue. We've got to really double down (laughs) on pro-life, and I appreciate what other governors across the country have done, but they're still not doing enough, doctor. They're not. They're doing political pandering. Look, there's pro-life. Um, I, I am I am all about stopping abortion at all. Life begins in God before conception. But even if you don't like that, conception, when that sperm meets the egg, that is life the way God viewed it. No one is a mistake. As a matter of fact, the Supreme Court's opinion, not law, Roe v. Wade, is just a, a stupid Dumb, wrong, erroneous opinion. And the state should have never followed that. Never, not once. If they knew the Constitution, if the the people of God, the church, stood up, we wouldn't be having this discussion now. In my first 30 days of office, we will end and abolish abortion in Oklahoma. We'll treat it as murder, statutorily and putatively, like we're supposed to, like the GOP stance says on page three, we won't dance around the issue anymore. And if somebody wants to do that, that's their choice, but it's not going to happen in Oklahoma. It is absolute, utterly the most heinous, horrific thing that's happening. And it's my opinion, people can believe it or not, that I do believe this in my heart. It is removing God's blessing off the land because we are murdering and sacrificing children. Amen. Amen. I'm glad he knows what he's talking about. The other question in my mind, in addition to pro-life is this religious worship idea. You know, you mentioned that Stitt locked everybody down. Uh, You know, Fauci is hinting that we haven't seen the last of this. Um, We need to be free to worship. If we don't have religious liberty, we don't have any liberty, doctor. Yeah, so this this First Amendment, let's talk about this ability to peaceably assemble or even the freedom of religion. Look, I'm a, I'm a Christian man, and I believe in godly principles, and even in my state as governor, somebody can worship Satan if they want to. I mean, I don't like that. I, I wish they didn't have to deal with the consequences, but they can't. And I can't stop them from assembling. I cannot do it. The thought that we have anybody... Anybody in government that even has that idea that you can tell Sam, uh, Sheriff Matt, you guys can't assemble, they are completely anti-constitutional, anti-God, and anti-representative of the people. Dr. Fauci should have been terminated a long time ago. He should have been fired a long time ago by President Trump. Again, I don't know why that didn't happen. He doesn't represent the voice of the people. He doesn't even see people. So it's my opinion. He doesn't have an opinion that's valid in my book. We see people still. We know what it takes to get people well and keep them well. We know what it takes to represent them well. And in our state, we're going to assemble and worship. And that will never even be a question again. 
Well, what worries me is that we've had so much uh, dumbing down of the population in America and that they, they believe that somehow government is here to take care of us. Yep. Well, if there's an emergency, of course, then if there's a crisis, even whether it's government caused or not, that government can force us into all of this behavior. And I say that the Constitution and godly principles uh, that we deal with daily is that no one ever has that power. No, none under no circumstance. All of our rights, all of the time, end of story. All of our rights, all of the time, period. And and that government, if they want to teach us something or persuade us to do something, they can do that. But they cannot force us, ever. And for law enforcement to have gone along with any of that is completely contrary to our purpose in being here in the first place. And And... Every law enforcement officer has the same responsibility as every judge or legislator, and that is to enforce the principles of liberty that America was founded upon. Sam. Dr. Sherwood, one of the things that a lot of candidates are starting to do that are real candidates, meaning who understand the protection of God, family, and country, who believe in life, liberty, and property, uh, who, who understand their oaths of office, who believe in the due process of law. I could go on, but you get the point. Um, they're starting to announce who they would have in their cabinets because then you're not only just electing a person, but you're really electing a team. Uh, have you started to kind of announce who your team would be? Uh, and is that something you're interested in? Yeah, I have already been working through the process of getting to know people um, and trying to get them on board. Uh, I've got persons that I have uh, not named, but have selected as director of education. And for example, you know, you want to find people, and this is good leadership around you that share common values, common ideals, as we discussed in the show, but also know a lot more about these various subjects than you do and that you can trust. And so absolutely uh, we will be uh, being very vocal about that over the next probably 30 to 40 days, um, then as we go forward, I want people to understand that the Oklahoma First platform in which we run, I, I want people to clearly understand that it's not anti-America. That's not it at all. But it's yeah. the principle yeah. of understanding that you, I mean, even President Trump had it great, make America great again. I get that. That's great. America first. I get that. That's great. But you cannot have the correct vision of that until you get the correct vision of your own backyard. And the vision we have to have for our own backyard, in this case of Oklahoma, and this is something the other governors need to learn and teach as well, quite honestly, is that the states need to become ideally where they can become energy independent, uh, agriculturally independent, uh, public safety, safety independent, and even um, you look at this idea of economically independent. That needs to be the goal as a whole of the states instead of over-dependence upon the federal government, which creates a codependent, which creates an over-dependence. And that's really that that drift or that bleed that you, you've talked about, Sheriff Mack, that shift that we've got to, like, turn around. Yeah. We would be derelict in our duties. 
we would be derelict One in our duties to not that. to mention. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I really want to know what you would do to get the state of Oklahoma education out from underneath um, the NEA when it's actually Department of Education. Um, uh, the NEA really controls all of that. What would you do to get Oklahoma uh, to become education independent? Well, first, we there's a couple things. The GOP platform talks about what is taught in schools and what should be taught in schools, and, you know, which is the uh, things, the, the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic, you know, et cetera, how to pay your bills and stuff, and uh, the Judeo-Christian principles, Constitution, et cetera. We have to select the person in charge of education in our state, part of the cabinet, to set the tone for that through education. Then we have to create clear laws that this LGBTQ, CRT, SEL nonsense will not be there. It will not be tolerated. And we will publicly light them up. And it will create public embarrassment if they do that. And it's happening right now. Uh, at Oklahoma State University and even at Oklahoma University, and it makes me sick and it makes me ill. But we'll create that environment, and then we're going to create competition. So all these church buildings that sit empty for five, six days a week, my question is why? Why don't we make them into schools? Why don't we have tax credits that follow the children instead of this voucher system, which is completely dangerous, right? And then we create competition, and teachers, educators, Superintendents are going to gravitate to that. They're going to push people over there. As we lower taxes, that money can be used back in to fund that sort of education because mom and pop Smith want to make sure little Johnny has the best education. And so this comp competitive environment is going to force excellence or not. And, and I think that's the key thing on these laws that say you can't do it. These schools need to be fined appropriately as per legislative action, and it needs to have some teeth to it. And when you create that environment, that shift, um, you will find that the federal government, I believe when you stand up to the bully, the bully backs down. So I absolutely yeah. believe the bully that's bullying our children will be eliminated from Oklahoma. And real quickly, I, I want to make sure we get this out. Uh, where can people get more information about you, your campaign? And and uh, if they want to help in any way, especially our Oklahoma listeners and, and viewers, yes. uh, what about all the, your campaign information? Yeah, they can go to Sherwood2022.com. That's our website. And again, all of our stances and platforms are there. Even the event where you're coming on May 7th is there. Um, register for that, by the way. And then they can also download our app, Sherwood2022. Uh, I encourage people wherever you are right now to do that. Download the app because you can vet your own candidates with the public stances we have. And if they don't match mm -hmm. up and don't put them publicly, don't vote for them, right? Pray for us. I'm asking for that right now publicly. Please, please, please download our app so you can see my, well, I smile a lot, but not on the app, right? It's a serious moment. So keep us in <laughs> prayer. And then secondly, behind that, if you're supposed to get involved, please do. Please do. Give as you're supposed to. And the, and the primary is hoping we can learn more about his wife, Sheriff. Right. But I will have Absolutely. to leave that for another time. His wife is one of the leaders of his team, by the way. Probably the most oh, important yeah. leader of his team of all. We're flat out of time. Thanks for listening to the Sheriff Mac Show on Brideon.tv.
Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. I'm James Harrigan, Senior Editor at the American Institute for Economic Research. I'm also the Friedrich Hayek Distinguished Fellow at FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education, and I'm the co-host of the Words and Numbers podcast. I'm pretty busy most of the time, but whenever I get a free day or two, I like to travel around the country to talk to young people wherever I find them. And that's where my friends at Loving Liberty come in. They have asked me to come to Liberty Hall in Far West to talk about some things I love talking about, the knowledge problem and human flourishing. We'll be live at 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. These two lectures are free for students, their families, and their teachers. So just about everyone, really. And while the event is free, you do have to register to attend. So head over to LovingLiberty.net to grab a seat before they're all gone. This event is kindly co-sponsored by Loving Liberty Incorporated and the Foundation for Economic Education. See you in Utah, Friday, April 22nd. I look forward to meeting all of you. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, final segment on Liberty Roundtable Live. Incredible interview with Dr. Mark Sherwood running for governor of the great state of Oklahoma. Boy, how did we pray we get good, honest, wise servants of the Republican place. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, it would be one of the incredible events uh, in modern history. It would be 2022. Um, Wow, would really give people a hope in the election process and a hope in America. That's to say the least. All right, I neglected to do the recap of yesterday's show because I was so busy uh, doubling down against the vaccination agenda of the National Association of Broadcasters Convention, and they really have a goal to force global vaccines down our throats, ladies and gentlemen. Understand what I'm saying to you, please. It's critical to understand what they're doing. Uh, It is out of control. The World Health Organization is building a global vaccine passport, and I believe the NAB uh, a global event for broadcasters in one of the quintessential uh, areas. They're going to push this envelope. And once they get the media on board, it's going to be really, really, really hard for the American people to stop this and people of the world to stop these um, forced uh, agendas on COVID and vaccinations. It's a violation of your privacy and your God-given rights, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear. All right, the quick recap yesterday. We had an incredible broadcast. We talked for two hours about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Why? Because we talked about the Washington, D.C. Temple Open House. It creates special experiences for neighbors and friends as they learn about the temples, what happens in them. And you get to go inside the temples and the open houses and learn about that. It's not secret, it's sacred. 
to understand that the two main goals of the Temple Open Houses in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are to increase understanding and build bridges in the community. Uh, we talked about Jeffrey Goldberg, editor-in-chief of The Atlantic, for example, welcomed the invitation to walk through uh, the temple in the nation's capital. Goldberg was one of multitudes of guests who toured the renovated temple this week. 4,300 of them walked through last week uh, alone. You had Wolf Blitzer, Dana, Bla- Dana Bash, and others. Sam Feist was there as well, CNN's Washington Bureau chief. He says he was taken aback by the light in the rooms. The light, how important of symbolism that really is, cannot be overstated or overlooked. Uh, on April 28th, ladies and gentlemen, the open house will expand to the general public. So just a few days, and you should check it out if you're in D.C. or near D.C. I'm actually going there to check it out. Hour two, we talked with Dr. Scott Bradley, more about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Temple. And then we talked about, uh, would you vote for Ron DeSantis for president? I personally would not. We talked about the World Health Organization, uh, a global passport. We talked about should fires be professored for, or fired, should professors be fired for not using the proper pronouns? Well, Nicholas Merriweather got $400,000 for standing up for his beliefs. When good people stand up, wonderful things happen. Thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips always at lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.